0: You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com slash epicradio. That's audibletrial.com slash epicradio. Thank you for your support.
1: Welcome to EPIC Radio, a new show for young people. I'm Blair Steelinger and I'm excited to spend the next 15 minutes with you discussing today's topic, pure dating relationships. As we've said in previous shows, the name EPIC is actually an acronym, Every Person in Christ, and reflects our mission of knowing the truth and having the passion to live it out. During our show, we will explore how to approach the challenges we face in our everyday lives by discussing various topics that are relevant to young people. Please be sure to visit our website, epicdmr.org, and send us a topic you would like discussed. Or you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. And check out our podcast on our website as well. Our show is driven by you, and we want to be talking about things that affect your life. Okay, so let's introduce our participants today. Uh, like I said, I'm Blair Seelinger. Hi, I'm Gloria DeMura.
2: Hello, I'm Matthew Pope.
3: I'm Andrew Nichols. I'm Charles Lucas. I'm Sean Keeley. And I'm Father Phil Ty. And I'm Matthew Handley.
1: Thank you all for being here today. So our topic is pure dating relationships, um, which can be a little bit of a tricky topic, I think. So. Um, I wonder what are, um, sorry, why is um, dating so attractive?
4: It, it's the social norm. Mm-hmm. You see your buddy walking down the hall uh, with his uh, girl, um, and you're like, whoa, that's something I want. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I think for girls... Um, if you're if you don't have a boyfriend, you can be deemed as uncool or like, oh, what's wrong with that person? Why why aren't they with somebody? That's that's strange. Why why aren't they coupled up, as they would say? Um, and I think that for girls, uh, for us, it's like we want to find worth in a relationship. So that's something that girls will seek out, while seeking our worth in someone else, which is not what we should be doing.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes the most judgment comes from within, of why why isn't anyone dating me? What's wrong with me? Why can't I find somebody to date? So yeah, I think that really ties into that self-worth.
0: And it's exactly the same for guys. Guys date for the sake of dating as well, mm-hmm. just to say, oh, I have a girlfriend, or at least, well, at my school, because there are so few people, the status was, oh, I have a girlfriend that doesn't go to the school. Because <laughs> 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 everybody knows everybody.
5: Yeah.
4: I think it's also the um, a lot of people date because they want that arm candy <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah. yeah and I think another thing is, is they don't like to like you don't like to be alone um, and that feeling of being alone can be terrifying so they're like oh well if I have somebody else that's there even if they're not a
1: great person at least I'm with someone Mhm. And I think, Father Tau, you mentioned we're designed for community.
3: I think that's probably why when we say dating is attractive, it's because it's woven into the very, very nature of man. We are made for communion. And because we're created in the image and likeness of God, God himself, in and of himself, in the triune God, is a communion of persons. And so we're made for communion. And that could be uh, someone called to married life, and they find that communion expressed in married love. It could be in the priesthood when we're married to the church, as as they say, or in religious life where a sister is uh, betrothed to Christ. Even single person, they are married in a way to a singular relationship with God. Um, So this idea that we're called into communion I think it really is at the at the depth and the root of the human person. And we have to think about how dating kind of is an early way of expressing that, but it, that it has an end point, it has a, a destination, an
2: intentionality about it. So there are some good aspects to dating then that... Uh, you know, other than just the eye candy aspect that Charles had mentioned, or <laughs> just the loneliness, but there's also this this mutual attraction that we build, uh, and healthiness can come out of that. And I know, um, like a parentally advised relationship, for instance, builds good boundaries, uh, and it, it helps to kind of foster good virtue between two people, to understand proper care for somebody, to to share that good affection. Um, and I think I think God has given us that as a as a little example to what we can get from Him. Well, as you mentioned, Matthew, I think it's it's wise
3: to um, judge the reasons why dating is attractive um, and set those in a certain hierarchy. You know, there's the base reasons why it's attractive because of how you are perceived by your peers, you know, or and those are rather low on the scale of a hierarchy, right? They're rather right. It's vain in itself. Yeah. Um, and we have to call each other to a higher understanding of what is the intention of dating and why is it that we date? Um, and what does that say about the human person? That's what's inside of us. And so if we're going to go about dating, um, are we doing that in concert with people who have natural responsibility over us, mm-hmm. our parents, mm-hmm. and are we in step with them? Are we in harmony with them? Because they, they still have an accountability to God. Right. Mm-hmm. They have natural authority over us when we're a teen. So. Yeah.
5: I think a good question, too, to ask yourself, um, if you're in a relationship now, for some of our listeners, or if you're thinking about getting into a relationship, is what is the purpose of this? Why am I... Why am I interested in going into this relationship? Why am I doing it? That is the good question to ask. Like, am I just jumping into this because of it, it's it's something everyone else is doing? Am I seeking out a friendship with this person first? What do I know about this person? What do I know about myself?
3: I think, Sean, you had said something about um, kind of entering into relationships and then kind of going through breakups and like a number of things that uh, sometimes people approach dating with a, with an idea of I have to get through a certain number of experiences. Can you elaborate a little bit about at least maybe what you've seen?
2: Yeah, well, what, what I have seen is... Um, usually uh relationships uh what i've seen is like all of a sudden come together magically um (laughs) it's it's like one person you see these two people on on like um opposite ends of the school and all of a sudden you see them walking down the halls with each other and uh then uh typically what you see after that is like after like a month or two they break up and go through cycles and weird but and it's weird yeah. and awkward because it, it, it's mostly not German because they care about each other it's mainly because of uh, what how society um, puts it as it's like it's just to have like some person next to you hmm. uh, yeah and,
3: and that probably doesn't sit well with you I guess because that's more of a utilitarian approach to the human person, where you know this person is just being used so that I want them next to me, or, and that's so opposite of really who we are. Mm-hmm. You right.
1: Know? But what can I get out of this person rather than what can I give to this person? Oh.
4: Well, yeah, um, uh, the purpose of dating should be finding your your future spouse, and your your job with your future spouse is to get them to heaven and them to help you um, get to heaven so find that special person that makes you want to be a better christian person
3: who do you think is going to give you that that person who's going to entrust you and set a covenant on you so that you help that person get to heaven I think the man upstairs. Oh, uh, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. well, you put it like that. So, so then, therefore, there has to be some kind of connection between
2: dating and our prayer life. Mm. Yeah, I felt like uh, there should be a distinguishing part of that is that faith-based, re- faith-based relationships is what we're striving for, right? The, I mean, even and and. To mainstream society, this sounds odd, but having a couple go to adoration together, even mm-hmm. when they're dating life, uh, attending mass together with, with the parents and kind of building that foundation because you're not just dating for the sake of it or just because it's fun or attractive, but you're dating it to model it after what God would desire most. And that's that's purity in itself.
5: I think that's something that's to keep in mind is like you don't just jump into dating. like You start as a friend. You start building that friendship relationship up. I mean, at least for me in my life, um, thinking back, sure I could have entered into many relationships, but I decided not to because of uh, what I had discerned was it's better to be friends right now. Like I'm not going to date till sophomore year in college. And a good friend of mine, um, we had a good conversation actually a couple of days ago talking about this, um, and he agreed with me. He was like, "Yeah, I don't feel like we should date either. We should wait till later, and if we wanted to pursue that, but for now, there's we're not entering into this relationship because." We know God has to kind of work on yourself first. You have to work on the person you are. Um, and I think having a good friendship first and building that trust up with the person and getting to know the other person in general and having Christ come into that relationship as the center of the relationship, just as a friendship, should, how, should be how relationships even start.
1: And I think, you know, something that I learned in college that kind of takes it a step back even, what you were saying is praying for your future spouse or for that future person if you feel called to marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I wish I would have learned sooner, but it was really great that my campus priest in college kind of had told me about that. He was like, you know, you can be doing this. And I just, it, I didn't even know that. It was really <laughs> shocking. I was like why isn't this really clear that I would pray, I pray for so many things, why am I not praying for my future spouse, and why wasn't that evident to me, but it was something that really helped me in any of the insecurities I was feeling of not being in a relationship, it gave me something to strive after that was healthy, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: and that was great for my prayer life, and for my spouse as well, so...
3: I'll share with you guys this weekend or rather Friday get the opportunity to marry um, Marissa and Anthony and that's one of the funnest parts of being a priest is getting to share in the ceremony and watching a covenant take place before your eyes between them and God and they have been praying and fasting for one another before they met and I know that when they get to the altar they're going to thank God that he heard their prayer and brought the person who's going to be their you know their spouse for the rest of their life so a big shout out to Marissa and Anthony
2: <laughs> we're praying for you yeah. those are, those are two totally related stories as I was thinking it in Bell and Abbey uh, we had a little group that we had formed at the uh, Marion statue and it was Ephesians 5 prayer and it was for our future spouses and anybody I you mean know, it was anybody that wanted to come and just just Offer prayers to God for whoever they may meet, um, and that was that was especially crucial because you know in college it was a little more serious at that time I guess mm-hmm. uh, more than more so sure than high school, and some people were actually in active relationships, but they were still praying for their spouse, whether that was going to be the person they're dating at that time or someone else they'd meet later. But that is very important; it's essential. If prayer is essential to our life, it has to be essential to our, our future marital life. You know, well, I think praying for your st- future spouse should
4: also be included in praying for your vocation Mm because even if you're not called to uh married life you you can always be called to the religious or the priesthood um and where you are married to the church
1: Mm -hmm. i think that's a really good point and another thing that i hadn't really thought about until
3: Today, <laughs> <laughs> You know, there's also the aspect um, in dating sometimes and people get really nervous, especially teens, um, they, they worry a lot about, you know, where am I in relationship to my other peers, especially in regards to human sexuality. And I think it, you can't have a conversation about dating unless you also have a conversation about the importance of chastity. Mm-hmm. And how, how that's a struggle, especially in, in today's world with um, the prominence of what people are exposed to on the, on the Internet and in other things. That there needs to be a real a rediscovery and love for chastity and a challenge of one another, uh, brothers to brothers and sisters to sisters, about um, striving for chastity and bringing chastity into the dating relationship and speaking about these things in a clear and plain plain way, that it doesn't become something that's driven by perceptions of your peers. Because truly, in, in my experience as a priest, uh, most people talk a really good game and that causes other teens to really get scared. But there needs to be an open, honest conversation about the value of chastity and the, preser- uh, the perseverance of the innocence of the human person because that's what you're looking for, you know. If you go to a beach, do you want to go to a beach that's got trash strewn all over it, or would you rather go to a pristine native beach and enjoy your vacation? It's the same way with a human person. We don't want to, you know, trash people by living irresponsibly and dating irresponsibly. Mm-hmm. We want to respect and honor them. Because if this is not your future spouse, this is going to be somebody else's future yeah. spouse. Yeah. And so we're going to help each other in that way. The more honest and open we are talking about the value of chastity.
5: I think another thing um, is if you're dating anybody now or you know are going to in the future, something to keep in mind is you need to be able to have that conversation. With your significant other of boundaries of of where you draw the line and why you draw the line why this is important to you And Mm -hmm. I mean for example for me like it comes out of respect for the other person for the Dignity that they're created in the image and likeness of God like that person Means so much as father Ty was saying and could be somebody else's future spell so you have to keep that in mind and I think Another thing that um, a lot of people ask is, well, how far is too far is holding hands, is hugging, is kissing? How far is too far? And I think it's important to keep in mind, like, am I inciting lust in that other person? Or am I really seeking to love that other person? Like, am I giving my heart to them or am I just trying to lust after them?
1: I think that's a really good point, Gloria. And I think that if you don't feel comfortable having that conversation, then maybe you're not quite ready to be dating yet, because that is a—it's an incredibly important conversation, and to skip out on that just leaves you open to so much hurt and vulnerability in the future. Um, so
3: I think it's important too for young people to to have that conversation with their parents too. Mm-hmm. And try to understand uh, what their expectations are because you're going to go through emotional experiences if you're dating and you're not going to want to internalize those you're going to want to have places where you can work them out because if it just gets all worked out with the person you're dating it can become very codependent and very unhealthy very quickly Mm -hmm. so always having you know a trusted uh, an adult like a parent or maybe a mentor that that you can talk to about these kind of things because it's not easy to go through this. You know, it's it's uh, kind of scary, and oftentimes people, you know, don't know who they can talk to about it. You can always talk to your parents. You can always talk to usually your professors if they're good mentors your priests. Um, so.
5: I think another thing um, to have is good friends who have are single and aren't in relationships that are good Catholics or good friends in general who have good intentions mm-hmm. or, or a... Um, good personality or, I i mean, to have them around to talk to them, because I know a lot of, um, of our listeners may be uncomfortable with, like, going to their parents right now and being like, oh, well, I'm not sure if I can talk with this about to my parents because A, B, or C... Or maybe their parents are uncomfortable and don't want to have a conversation. So sometimes it's good to have those good friends around you to be able to talk to them outside of your significant other as well. Like, do not go to them alone, for sure, and talk to your priest about
1: what you're going through. I think that's so important, Gloria, to talk to somebody who has the similar or the same values as you, because you can always find someone who does not have those, and you can get whatever answer um, that you're looking for in that way. So, thank you for tuning in today. Um, We've got a lot of fruitful conversation talked about. Um, So, we hope that you will join us next time on Epic Radio. please remember to visit our website, epicdmr.org, and send us questions. Like us on Instagram and... No, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Let me say that again. Follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Um, Before we go, Father Ty, could you lead us in a closing prayer?
3: Sure. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, look with kindness upon us this day and upon all who are listening. Help the married couples that are listening to this uh, rediscover and turn to one another, seeking that communion of persons which God has called them into. Help the young people who are listening today uh, to turn to the Lord and to pray that he might lead them to the person or to the vocation, which is of his divine heart, and keep us always lord in your faithful care intercede for us with your saints and give us the intercession of your and our loving mother as we pray hail mary full oh, of grace the lord is with thee blessed art thou among women and, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb jesus
2: holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death amen
3: jesus i, I trust, trust in, you. in you saint dominic
1: savio Pray
5: for
0: us. You can support Epic Radio by signing up for a free Audible.com trial. Audible.com has over 180,000 audiobooks for you to download and listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player including St. John Paul II's Prayers and Meditations and Pope Benedict XVI's Jesus of Nazareth. For your 30-day free trial and your free audiobook download, visit audibletrial.com epicradio. That's audibletrial.com epicradio. Thank you for your support.